No video. No don't video. be don't be soft, Melina Mike. Keep you on your toes, son. Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night edition of Dog in it. I had to drag Joey out of God knows where. Looks like looking a little sunburn. Yeah, I spent all weekend on a soccer field, man. It was a lot of fun, though. We had a good What happened? Ahead. So tell me. We'll, we'll start to stop talking about family stuff. What happened? Because I get this uh, text message with Joey going on massive tilt with, like, dad problems. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, Joey's sons are, you know, doing really well in soccer. You know, they're quite accomplished and play very competitively, very consistently. They obviously got the athletic gene from your brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't get genes from your brother, but okay. <laughs> you mean from their mother? <laughs> from their uncle. Their let uncle. Me, let me teach you how genetics works, yeah. Melina Mike. From their uncle. <laughs> no, them. no, we had a good weekend. Uh, all in all, a lot of life lessons learned. You know, our my son's on a team where, you know, they're super competitive. There's a six ranked team in Arizona, and uh, you know they want to win. And so when they don't win or they don't get calls going their way, there's a lot of, you know, barking, you know, and right. he's not that kind of kid. You know, he doesn't use profanities, you know, clean cut kid. And uh, so he gets the, he gets yellowed up in the first half and I didn't even see it, but he said it was because he complained about a call. So the second half, like he goes in and makes a tackle, guy goes down, referee blows a whistle and Micah looks over and he's like, what'd I do? And the ref was like, I warned you. Boom. Second yellow ejected from the game. And it was, it was the same very, ref. huh? The same ref. Yeah. Same ref. But it was a very uh, quick trigger there. But you know what? We have a rule in this house and you don't talk to the referee. You know, there's no reason to talk to the referee. Um, you know, I, like I hate looking out and seeing kids like, come on, ref. You know, and so we have that rule, you know, you don't, you don't talk to the ref. And so he's got, uh, you know, I talked to the ref after the game and I said, look, I want to know what happened because, you know, outside of the, I'm not questioning your judgment. You made the call. We live with the call. That's what we do. However, he has consequences that go outside of the soccer field, depending on what was said and how it was done. So tell me. And the ref says, well, he, he dropped an F-bomb. And I was like, whoa, number six in white? And he looks over and he's like, oh, no, that was a kid on the other team. My bad. Your kid didn't use profanity. But he just kept barking at me. And, you know, after, after so many times of warnings, you know, I, I rung him up. So I was like, okay. You know, so we had a little punishment going on. And uh, he had to sit out this, you know, when you get red carded, well, two yellows, that result in a red, you sit out that game and then you sit out the next game. So he had to sit there and watch Saturday night when his team qualified for the finals, but he did get to play the finals today. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, now the one exception I'll make to mouthing off to the referees is in the predator event. When they slug rack you, you're allowed to mouth off to the referee when you get slugged. <laughs> unless you're, unless you're in the Ryan household, because then there's no, there's no talking referees whatsoever. I, yeah. I don't know if I quite, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm there with you, if uncle Mike would feel the same way. You Dude, know? you take your three-year-olds to horror movies. So obviously we pair it differently, you know? It's true. We went to go see Megan not too long ago, and Madeline, <laughs> Madeline was with me. And now every- I, was, I couldn't believe that. I'm like, man, my almost 12 year old would like not sleep for a week if he saw no. me. 
And now we'll walk to like the toy store. Madeline's like, hey, there's Megan. And I'm like, let's hope not. You know? Yeah. But, um, no, listen, I like the kid being competitive. And uh, But I agree. You got to have rules in place and you got to respect authority to an extent. But I also like the kid standing up for himself. So it's like quite the balance. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he learned a lesson. So. Did he? Honestly, yeah, do you feel that way? No, I do. I really do. Yeah. And and not only that, but it it allowed us to sit down and have a talk, you know, basically about how I act with him on the soccer field. And uh, are you that parent? Are you that like, you know, cheerleading mom kind of? No, 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 not bad like that. But here's the thing: uh, with when he comes off the field, you know, I want to be the dad that when he comes off the field, no matter how he played, I want to hug him and tell him I love him, and then I want to wait and give him constructive feedback later, you know, cause my dad, there were so many baseball games I came home from when I was a kid and I was a pretty good baseball player, but my dad would always find those two or three things I did wrong. And I can't tell you how many times we had a big old fight in the car and I was crying and you know, all kinds of stuff when I was playing little league. And so I said, I'd never do that to my kid, but this weekend after talking to him, I learned that I do do that and it's not a good thing. You know, yeah. and so I told him we set up some ground rules and I said, look, I'm going to sit there and enjoy watching you play because my favorite thing to do is to watch you play soccer. And then 24 hours later, we come together and we talk about some of the things you did well, some of the things you, you need to work on. So that's a new path going forward. I always try to do the sandwich effect, buddy. You know, start off with something good, areas of opportunity and on something good. You know, I like it. So. You know, but you gotta you gotta keep it real with them. I feel like you know, sandwich. and um, yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, these people, these people thought they were tuning into a pool show. Nah, tuning nah, into parenting is, advice. <laughs> we're re- we're renaming the show. We're dogging it as dads now. <laughs> dogging, it, dogging it, dads. Man, I tell yeah. you what. Sometimes as a dad, you just you know you dogged it. You know what I mean? Like it's you know, shot, those moments, man. I mean, it's just shot it right nothing. to the rail. Listen, you're I I've been fortunate enough to you know, see your kids a few times being on here doing shows with you and you got well respect, like really respectful kids, you know, and, and that's a reflection of you and, and your wife and you ought to be proud. You know, there's always going to be, there's always going to be moments, but you know, they're sharp kids. They'll be all right. Thank you, brother. Well, Hey, do you want to talk pool? I mean, we're down to the final four, which is crazy. We started this as like a dream, just an idea that we kind of thought up. It's actually my idea. I don't want to take all the credit, but I, I don't know if you can take credit for it because it was whatever radio station you were listening to. That's who ought to get the <laughs> the recognition because I get a call when I'm at the gym and Joe is like, hey, actually blow me up. Calls, leaves me a message, texts me. Okay, I know it's important. <laughs> so then I call him back right away. What's up? I got this idea. So then me, the way that I the way that I operate is once I'm once I'm engaged in something, I don't want to wait anymore. Okay, yeah. if we're gonna do it. We got to do it now. Like so, fast. So that was yeah. the thing. I was listening to – so I listened to this radio station. It's it's positive, uplifting. It's called K-Love, right? And so I'm listening to the radio station, and they had like the battle of these songs, right? And it was all these famous like Christian songs, and they were battling it out. And then at the end, you know, the, the brackets were done, and you had a winner, right? And so I said, why don't we do this for pool brands? And I called Melina. I left him a message. I was like all hyped about it. I'm like, I think this would be a great idea. We could probably come up with 16 or 32 brands. <laughs> and Little so did Melina we know. And I, we start chatting. And once I once I finally got a hold of you, 
And we start chatting and we put it all down and we're like, you know what? We can come up with 68 and do like a real NCAA tournament bracket. And we did. And so we got 68 brands. We dogged it a little bit, left out some, you know, some I regret. I regret some of the seedings. Like I wish Dunsky's Dungeon wouldn't have faced Sharks live stream in the first round, you know, because that ended up being a, just an epic battle which would have been really nice to see at this point in the tournament. Yeah, but there would have been no way of knowing that. Like, who, you know, there would have been no way of forecasting that. We went through, we had categories of within the industry, right? So, like, Q companies, custom Q companies, tournaments, whatever, apparel companies. There was a couple of other ones. And then I said, okay, let's just spread it out. Let's see. And then me and Joey are just debating over a phone call while I'm cooking dinner. You know, this I feel like is there. That's there, you know. And yeah, the first idea was set it, set it up in regions by the type of brand, right? So we'd have an apparel region or we'd have like a, a, a cues and equipment region. But when we thought about it, we said, well, we have to kind of mix it in, you know, and, yeah. and get everybody kind of mixed in together. So we did take into consideration not putting all the cue makers in one bracket, not putting all the online folks in another bracket. And I think it worked out pretty well. So the final eight for you guys, just for your information, was uh, Shakes live stream. Do you see that, Mike? You put Shakes on there. That was autocorrect. Number one, I was, <laughs> I didn't even want to do it. I, I've been, I've been the lucky one. It was Joey's idea, and then I get the one to execute it every night. So like every yeah. night, whenever it's Thank done, you, I, I update the brackets, I post everything, and then I get a message from Nate, and that's Nate says, "Hey." We won. This is the second message I got from Nate that I didn't advance him when I should have. I'm queue it up. And I you said, You overlooked man, Nate twice? Two times. The the second <laughs> time, though. Are you sure it was, wasn't something subliminal? It was not. Like, no, 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 Nate? no. Did he do no, something no. to you? No, not at all. I, didn't, I, I told him, I said, I didn't care who won. You know, I, I thought I hit refresh and I'm just going in. It's like 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. I just want to do it, post it, and then not think about it anymore. See, you this know, is so. your problem. You act too fast. Sometimes we just need to take a deep breath and make sure it's correct. People were expecting this. People were enjoying. People were waiting for it to be. I would, I would get messages about it. So then, I dogged it on advancing Nate. Then I get a message about it, not just from Nate, but from two other people. So I said, okay, I'm gonna redo it. Then 20 minutes, had a new bracket up, new poll up rather, and then um, the misspelling. Then I get a message today about how, you know, it's not right that you can't see where everyone's at. So my enthusiasm for this has <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but we're down to four, you know, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty fun. We have, we have a Cinderella make it through, you know, brutal from the uh, playing game all the way to the final four. So they're, you know, they're the, uh, uh, they are uh, the, the Cinderella man, the Cinderella. but you know what? I've been really impressed by brutal games following, you know, they've, they've turned out the votes and they've gotten, you know, each round they've, they've knocked off some really good brands. And so now they're in the final four, they knocked off digital pool. We got sharks live stream in the final four. They knocked off diamond. They got to be the favorite from this point because I like diamond to win it all. So it's got to be sharks for the win. Yeah. Well, no, the Filipinos, once they start voting on this thing, man, it's like, as soon as like the hour comes where they wake up, nobody stands a chance. Boom, 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 boom. And they just like take off. So sharks live stream advances over diamond. Uh, we had the WPBA advancing over red door den, a great run from red door den. They almost brutal. Or WPBA were less close, not even being in the tournament. 
Yeah, that's true. WPBA they were kind were, of a late were, addition that we thought of. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Q, Q-Tech, right? Q-Tech knocks off, cue it up. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so that's our final four. So You know what I like about it is that they, they haven't, like, out of anybody, they haven't, like, lobbied or campaigned or pushed at all, which by the, now that I think about it, they, they should. Yeah, look, look behind me. They, they are. Yeah. They're a lot. It's subliminal. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I'm saying, though, they've done the least. We need to get on their ass. And actually, I reached out to – well, they reached out to me. They've been watching. So, um, you know, maybe we'll get them to sponsor the, the next one we do. So they're they're really – listen, the, the team behind Q-Tech, it's, they're awesome. And they they uh, always show Joey and I some love. So, yeah, we always and, appreciate uh, and Brutal Game knocks off Digital Pool, which if you wanted to see the brackets, you can go to digitalpool.com. Uh, I have not Isaac updated those, digi- by the way. Huh? I haven't updated those. Come on, Mike. Like, not today anyway. The Let's go, updated. brother. Yeah. But the Final uh, Four, though, whoever wins tell gets them what a, they get. Fr- yeah. a free month of advertising courtesy of Isaac and Digital Pool. So That's, that's um, super cool. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. so we got Sharks versus WPBA, Mike. I, you know, we talked about Sharks' online following. They're going to be tough to beat. But, you know, I, I'm really kind of excited for WPBA to make a run this far into it. For a long time, uh, pool in this country was really floundering, and WPA, WPBA kept it alive, you know, with the ladies' pros on still on TV a lot longer than the men's pros. So right. uh, you know, I'm happy to see them make it this far. And it would be quite an upset from here to see them knock off Sharks live stream. You think they can do it? I don't, I don't think so. Um, we need to get every living Why do you ask me this? I've already pissed off the WPBA enough in, my, in the last year or so. So I don't know why I'm the one that has to answer <laughs> that question, to be honest with you. I do, what I do love – is the fact that um, their Facebook page and a lot of their top players have been sharing the post. Oh, and is that right? Yeah, yeah. Allison shared it. Their WPBA page shared it. So, um, you know, kudos to them. And it's it's pretty great. You know, they have – listen, we all grew up well, – I mean, I grew up. But, like, when I started watching pool, a lot of it was watching the ladies play on ESPN and all the events they did. And, you know, despite my recent opinions of some of the things that they do, um, I am a fan of what they've been able to do and sustain in the industry for so long, you know, and the women, the women need, need some love. So, um, I would love to see them pull off the upset because it would be an upset, but shark stuff, man, been always showing out. So in the other matchup, we have brutal game gear facing off against Q tech. I'd have to think that Q tech's the favorite, but after seeing the way brutal game rallies, the troops, uh, they have a good shot here. Can an apparel company win it all? I think they can beat Q Tech. Whether or not they can be, whether the brutal army can can uh, hold off the the sharks army, I think that's what we're you know on a one way train to like heading towards. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I hope we get to see it. It's been fun. Well, guys, that's your final four. So if you're a fan of any of these brands, make sure to go and vote. Go to Windows Open on Facebook. Melina's got the polls up. You can go vote on the final four. But also, like, share, let people know. Uh, you know, you get more support for the brand that you like. Hey, go here, vote for Q-Tech. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. get people behind it because we're almost done with this thing. We're down to the final four. So Thank the Lord because I'm tired of updating excited. it. So, <laughs> <laughs> 
Mike, how about we get an update on the uh, Tyler Steyer Edgy Geronimo match? Well, someone Gary just said in the chat that Tyler just dogged a straight in nine ball. Um, let me see here. I'm just about to refresh. Seventy to sixty-one in favor of Tyler. So uh, he's five away from the finish line. So maybe they'll be done by like four a.m. You know, he'll need five more games. So um, yeah, we'll see. That seems like we'll an see. insurmountable lead at this point in the match. He needs. Well, five he started off. The, he started off the day I think like five down, and now he's nine up. So it's pretty impressive. I, didn't, I haven't watched a whole lot of it, but what I did watch, um, like I would tune in in spurts, and um, Tyler's break was just tough. I mean, it always tough. is real tough. No, there, it wasn't because when he played, when he played last time, and I forgot what he told me. Um, I think when he lost Hill Hill in Vegas, and um, his exact words were, "You know, I haven't broken, you know, ten ball head up in so long because I've been playing the Pro Beard Series." He's like, I've had no reason to practice playing 10 ball, you know, hitting it square, you know, because in, in that Predator series, they're always sitting it from the side. So um, that's just the way that they're playing. And when Tyler does get the rack down and get his his 10 ball break, you know, like traditional one dialed in, I mean, this is what he can do. He really is a top five. four, four, maybe, maybe top four or five, maybe five. Yeah. Uh, 10 ball breaker on, on earth. So, so, so thinking about it, like there's a lot of people that'll say that, you know, maybe after the break, Shane Van Boning isn't quite as good as some of the other top level players, but his break is just so good that it makes that big a difference. But when I look at Tyler, I kind of feel the same way, right? Tyler's break is something that is, it, it, when it's on, it is just clicking. It makes him so tough to beat where you can match him up against a player that might play a little better than him after the break, but you feel like that break's going to get him to the finish line. Is there a player now that you can think of where the break is kind of separates them as much as it does a player like Tyler Steyer? Wow. Uh, you know, in that comparison, I don't know, Joey. I don't think so. You know, yeah, like, either. I can't know, think I'm, of anyone. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I both sides like their matchup, right? I don't think Edgy's got that's that, you know, obviously as good of a break as Tyler does. You know, at least again what what I've seen and I haven't watched a whole lot like I mentioned earlier. But um it's yeah, that's a real interesting question because you know, a lot of the big breakers they're known to be great rotation players in general. You think about Federer, you think about Shane, you think about Chang, you think about, you know, um maybe Cole a few years back. You know, maybe not so much these days, but, um, yeah. Yeah. We're and, talking and, 10 ball, 10 ball guys. Yeah. But I, you know, it's like, would you put, you would put all those same guys in like, you know, elite nine ball players as well. Right. Would you put Tyler in that same elite category? I don't think so. Not yet. I, mean, I, w- I wouldn't, not um, yet. but his 10 ball break can be pretty devastating. I mean, it really can. And it's that's, and that's with the triangle. Imagine what he can do with the template. You know, so um, I feel like he'll just be that much, that much better. I'd like to see him play more. And I'm sure his backers are going to want him to play more, you know, Uh, maybe some more matching up with with a John Mora or um, and I know we've seen that before. Maybe even another matchup against Jesus. I think Jesus has got, you know, a really big 10 ball break as well. And when it's dialed in, you know, he can be pretty devastating. Um, Tyler's pace has been a little rough. You know, didn't I, I, uh, I, didn't they play at Roy's basement? Jesus they did, yeah, yeah. The chalk yeah, yeah, incident, did. right? The cleaning yeah. of the balls. <laughs> epic, 
epic. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, well, we'll, we'll you see. know, you said it before. Tyler's obviously in a, pro- a professional player, but he's not in that elite group. Could he, if he's playing the right game, would rack 10 ball, could he knock off somebody in that elite group? Like who? I don't know. I mean, number the, the game will never happen. Let's take there's your a, favorite player in the world, Max Lechner. There's a million. Well, no, <laughs> listen, Tyler's got more more seasoning than Max does, so I wouldn't I wouldn't like that game. Plus, I don't think Max has got a big ten ball break like, like Tyler does. Like, there's nothing, even though not like a Mario he. If they're no, no, why? There's no what? No, I, no. What to play to playing wood rack ten ball gambling with Tyler. No, I probably will take Tyler. Really? Yeah, for sure. I think so, because he doesn't have the seasoning. It's so massive, you know, to to be able to withstand that pressure. Hell, if you're talking about who do I like going deeper, like in a last longer in a matchroom event, you know, the UK Open, then yeah, I would I would probably take Mario for sure, you know, and really like my chances. Um, but I don't think anybody would take Tyler against Mario in that bet, nor would I think anyone would stake Mario playing Tyler would wreck 10 ball for a lot of money in Vegas. You know, the games right. make, here's a good one a in the difference. comments. Good one in the comments. Roberto Franco, Jason Shaw. Well, I was supposed to have a little show with Roberto, um, and we will pretty soon. So you guys can check out, can get a you sneak still haven't peek. done that. You've been talking about that for two weeks. Oh man, this guy makes amazing cues. Get him on the show. Call in now, Franco. Get him on here. Oh, he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows I'm coming for him. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, but, but what about yeah. Jason Shaw? I mean, because that's a that's a really I, good example, listen, right? No I way that Tyler is at the level of a Jason Shaw. But if they're playing under the right conditions, Wood Rack Ten Ball is that is that break enough to get him close to Jason Jason Shaw? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. On paper, I do. Like, I know, but the, but the the problem is that you got to find someone to put up the money for it. Also, I don't think any. Again, there's a million other guys. Hypotheticals here. Yeah, well, I mean, in, in a dream world, yeah, but I don't think it'll, it'll ever happen. You know, because I don't think any, there's a million guys that can play Tyler before Jason. You know, and uh, and then on the topic of Jason, I love the guy, but you know, he's been known to say, "Yeah, I'll play so and so," and then we never we never hear about the matchup ever again. You know, so <laughs> well, give me an example. Uh, no, I mean, you know. What's an uh, example? Wasn't, I seem to remember one, but. Fetter, Bergman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I could probably, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't we'll think see. he wants any of that Fetter smoke. I love Jason, but I don't think he wants any of that Fetter smoke. I mean, this was after he beat Shane convincingly in in Harlingen at the Rocking Cube. Yeah, you that know, was playing, And that was playing nine ball, yeah. you know, so. um yeah, I remember whenever I talked to them back in Michigan. Hell, both of them were there. I had Jason on and Federer on at, at that event. And they were both talking about, you know, being open and willing to play everyone. And when I asked Jason point blank after – this is right after Federer beat Carlo. I said, who can beat this kid? And he didn't even miss a beat. He said, me. I can beat him. I know I can. You know, so – but uh, the game matters. Being able to get staked makes a difference. This, I mean, there's no – it's no surprise that it just happens to be edgy and Tyler, you know, the Filipinos love their chances. And for two days they were right. Right. I mean, they were up five games, I think both days. So um, Tyler seemed to caught a gear and, and, you know, looking like he's going to get across the finish line, although it's not over till it's over. Right. And Tyler's gotten a lot tougher, but he's also been known to struggle getting across the finish line. 
He's been known to dog a couple of uh, balls. He's not going to struggle getting across this finish line. He needs five. He's home yeah. only needs fourteen. Well, of course, of course. But I mean, I've seen. Listen, I've seen bigger. I'll make you two in, to one, in, and I'll take in Tyler. person. This is the one time you want to bet. Tell me you're from Arizona <laughs> you without telling me, me you're, you're you're from Arizona. Hey, you know me, man. I, <laughs> this I is. I see. I would expect this from like Nick. Nick, <laughs> I would. Nick, I would expect to do some. Nick would say he's up by nine. You know what? I'll give you two on the wire. I'll take Tyler minus two from here. <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of guy that Nick is, you know. I, I forgot what it was, man. I think it was um, and he was dead serious too. So I'm at the Derby, and uh, it's Federer and, and Evan Lunda in the Banks final, and he, and here comes Nick, and you can see Nick from like a mile away because his ears, you know, sticking out from here, right? So you can see you can see him weaving through the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And Nick comes up, and he's like, "Hey, Mike," I'm like, "What's up, man?" He said, "Hey, you know, um." I want to bet on Fetter for uh, for the Banks final, and I said you don't say. Wow, <laughs> should be pretty easy to find action there. Taking Evan Lunda against Fetter, yeah. He's like, what's the final? I mean, it's it's even, of course. I'm like, what are you smoking, Nick? You know, he was dead serious, <laughs> dead serious oh too. Gosh. You know, so you're 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 getting there, Joey. You're getting there along that same line. I'm just saying. So yeah, well, you know, actually, I'm I'm not that way mike i'm i'm a huge take the underdog guy love taking the underdog that's why i'm terrible at betting because i i bet you know with my heart you know i go with the the underdog i want to see them take a crack at it and knock off the well, big so dog who, i do it all the time you like who would you like to see tyler play next would wreck ball justin bergman oh no That'd be interesting. I'd like to see it. First of all, I'd like to see Justin Bergman play anybody right now. You know, I'd like to see him get back out there, uh, get back on the tournament trail. and We need to hit him up because he had agreed to come on the show. He did. He said, give me two weeks, and that was in December. So I think he's he's, he's got enough time now. Look, did Franco say it first or me? I didn't even see his comment. What, did he say Bergman as well? Bergman versus Tyler, yeah. No, I'd like to see that. I mean, I... Look, I, I said it before in a previous show that we did. As a as the pool playing fans of the world, we're being robbed. We're really being robbed by not being able to see Bergman play. You know, the I mean, guy's in his prime. He, he's one of the best pool players, one of the best talents we've ever seen in America, and we're just not getting a chance to see him, and we really want to. So, Justin, let's do it. Get back out there, man. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, I saw him play a ball against Roberto, and his cue ball was one of the most ridiculous things I've oh, ever seen in my life. Just getting into windows that I, you know, impossible probably, to get to. It's probably one of the best cue balls in the but, world. You know, see, I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't know if I could watch them play ten ball. It would be brutal on the eyes. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it might take it might take a month to go to thirty. You Race know, with to those five. Guys. Race to five. <laughs> <laughs> Spot shots after, right? Um, no, nah, I don't know, man. There's got to be like it's. There's got to be some twist in it, and no backer's going to agree to it because you know they want their horse to be as steady and comfortable as they can. But I don't. It it that that matchup in particular, from a competitive standpoint, I I, I don't know where it would be at. You know, Justin's a different kind of heat. Like if Justin yeah, is Justin, have to be the Justin, Justin is like top three American. Maybe how's his two. uh? How's his ten ball break, Mike? Compared Terrible. To- I'll, I'll, 
awful. One of the most awful things you'll ever see in your life. His 10 ball break is like, imagine you're about to go in your backstroke and then someone's pulling you with a wet towel, right? As you're, as you're coming forward and then you barely get through it and you just slap the rack. It's terrible. It's now, terrible. Okay. I'll tell you what. Now you just locked it up. Justin Bergen will not be on this show ever. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's Tim well, that's actually, so is, is awful. for this example, it's the perfect scenario because it's exactly what we were talking about. Could a world-class player like Justin Bergman, who doesn't have a great 10-ball break, could he survive a Tyler Steyer, who's a very good player, not world-class yet, but has just an absolute monster 10-ball break? Well, the middle ground would be they'd want to tighten up the table. That's what Justin Side would ask for. You know, we'll, we'll play you on a super tight table, four-inch pockets, and, and then we'll see how good that break is because that's the way you help offset that break is by tightening it up. And Tyler's not the shot maker that Justin is, at least the last Justin that I saw, you know? So um, that's that's the way that they would try to get, you know, more of an evening, you know, balance there. But, I mean, put it like this. So this was a couple years ago. So John Mora is playing, I feel like, better now than he was, let's say, you know, uh, whatever yeah, it was, two, three years ago, right? And I, I think, think a lot John's of, a lot of people would agree. Yeah, as good as he's played left-handed. Right. And I think one of the last big sets that we saw Justin play when it came to 10-ball was playing against John. And he spotted him, I think, something like 15 going to 100 and made up that spot in like the first day. Maybe this is like pre-COVID, maybe like four, three, four years ago. But anyway, made up that spot really quick. You know, now is Justin the same player today that he was back then? I don't know. You know, it. I know John's not. You know, and John gave Tyler all that he could handle, you know. So um, I think it would be pretty interesting. Again, the format would really have to keep you on the edge of your seat because it's it's um, it's tough. It's tough to watch those two. Mike Snodgrass says no more Players Club. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, then even more, even less what likely. There? I don't know. I haven't talked to Brendan. Um, but that was like Justin's spot. So if there's no more. Uh, I have to get the scoop on that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah. We'll see. You know, there's a few guys that I would love to see Tyler play, though. But I would well, rather it be under – I'd want to see it under a shot clock, man, to be honest with you. If I'm watching him play. Otherwise, it's just – it's tough. I mean, it's rough, you know. So, like him and, you know, him and, like, Hennessy. Okay, him yeah. Let's talk about the absolute yeah. worst. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. It's not that bad, Tyler. I apologize for that. Let's talk about the absolute worst viewing matchup in terms of the style of play where it would just be devastating to try to sit and watch. Who would that be? Well, no, I don't know. I mean, Scott Honeycutt says something about you know, Roberto. That might be interesting because they both have a little bit of dog in them. They both got really big breaks. Both are playing really well these days, it seems like. Um, also, like the other side of that coin. Um, that might be interesting, you know. But rotation, the game and the format's got to be really right for me to, you know, be able to watch from beginning to end. Because if not, it's just... Look, I've said that for a while now. I've watched pieces of, like, every long race that's happened over the last several years, but I've yet to watch one start to finish. 
it's just it's so much of a time investment, you know. And you yeah, know that oh, you yeah. can leave for three hours and come back home, and they're still going to be playing. I've been at venues where they're playing long sets. Like I'm going places, and I'm still like, I'm going to go play some pool for a while. I'll come back and check in on it later. Yeah, you know. So it, I mean. But again, this is free, you know, uh, on YouTube. I shared the link, you know, a while back. I don't know where they're at now, you know. Um, but yeah, who knows, man? You know, we'll see. There's, you know, Tyler's going to, Tyler's always going to be, some of these guys I think they're stealing are going to want to play Tyler because they think, okay, the kid can dog some balls. You know, they're going to need, they're going to want to see more from him before they start leaving him alone, you know, like, Nobody's messing with Fetter. No one's barking at Fetter for any rotation action, you know. Yeah. And he's that's why he had to adapt to play in one pocket because he pretty much killed all of his rotation action. You know, yeah. Tyler's far from that, far, far, far from that. Um, but guys are going to want to get behind him because they know that hey, he does have a gear, he does have a big break. You know, him coming back like he did today is just going to get more guys wanting to be in his corner because he's showing like the Europeans say his bottle, right? What he's made of. Um, so yeah. do you ever see, uh, a matchup between filler and fetter? You see that happening? Could that happen? I think the stars would have to align, you know, I do. Um, cause we've like, seen Josh getting some action at Roy's basement before, you know, I don't think he's morally opposed to it and you know, fetter's not. And <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely two, not from, from two of know, the most highly regarded players in the world right now. I'd love to see that matchup. Well, with filler having so much success playing tournaments and as that schedule continues to just increase and get, you know, even more thick, I think that just decreases the chances of it happening. You know, that's what I believe. Um, at the same time, I, I think that Federer's side would be open to playing whatever, playing nine ball or 10 ball. I don't think, uh, filler would want any part of playing ten ball. Yeah, I agree with 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 Fetter at all. Um, we got a but, score update from Garrett Williams. Thank you, Garrett. Seventy one sixty three now. Tyler on top. Um, but with um, yeah, the window's still open, Mike. If you want to get that bet down with me. Ah, okay. Yeah, minus two is still good, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Or, the, or, or you said Tyler has line. a hard time getting across the finish line. Money sometimes. line. Ah, now you're using what I said against me. Man. <laughs> You really are from Arizona, Joey Ryan. Um, no, I, I think that it's um, you know, it's a dream matchup. Filler versus Fetter would be a dream matchup. Well, the other side of it is, you know, I don't know how much more things Omega is going to be doing these days. So could Ray pull that off? I don't know. I don't, you know, I know he's got a good relationship with Fetter, um, but again, it's like everything's got to come together. They got to be at the same place. They got to be willing to play. That you know, backers got to be involved and. So, but outside of that, like on its own, you know, kind of like what Federer and Tony are doing or these other big rotation matchups that we've seen, I don't know. I don't I want to take this a different direction, Mike, because we both alluded to it, talking about the length of the race and how it's challenging, difficult to watch, you know, three days of races, the 33 right. each day, you know, something like that. But what is the ideal? If you, let's say you had money on a match, you were putting somebody in the box and uh, you know, you, you think it's pretty even, but you kind of like your side a little bit uh, playing 10 ball or nine ball. What to you would be the ideal length of race? You mean it for watching someone? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. You're, you're in, cause 
I think we have these long races for the backers, the streamers, you know, folks like that. Not necessarily the viewers. We're not saying, hey, we need to see a race to 125 or a race to 75 or a race to 100. Well, as because a I, at some, I guess from all the, you know, complaining and, and barking that somehow that became the standard. Like if you win a race to 100, that's it. And then it turned into 125 and then it turned into go throw me off a bridge because I can't right, watch it. So what's anymore. that perfect number for you? If, I, don't, if, I can't. I can't watch like a flat long race. Like this one is a little bit lucky that Federer, you know, that it's within five, right? It's within five. And then, and then, uh, uh, Tyler comes back and wins or close to winning rather. Um, but like, I hate when a guy just gets ahead. So no matter what, I want to see them have the option to start from zero. So I wouldn't mind like a best of sets, you know, yeah. maybe like a race that like 21 to 25 each day. You know, we're like they can. You can still get their best game. You're not gonna exhaust them, right? There shouldn't be like too much slow play. You would think. I think you're onto something there, Molina. Like two <clears> out, out of three it. races to 25. Yeah, I think then you, you can, can still get do. You can still do the three day thing. So you still have the pay per view. You still can have folks watching. Uh, but well, the problem, the, the other, people with the, the skin the other, in the game, the people with the money behind the players will feel like they're not going to lose on a fluke. Right. No, without a doubt. But at the same time, a lot of those guys who are getting behind them, they're just degenerate gamblers, like, you know, in general. <laughs> so I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like they're, um, you know, that's not like the tip of their concern per se, just depending on the matchup. Of course they'll, they'll, you know, push for it more one way or the other. Um, but you know, the game, obviously is going to make a massive difference. And that's why a lot of these guys, they want to see a long race because they're like, Hey, I want, I know my guy can step on their throat and, and put them away, you know, yeah. better. We've never really seen them be put in a hole ever, you know, look at the last, however many matchups that you, you know, the guy's been playing, right. He never has really faced any kind of adversity. Now, when you have seen him like face tough spots in like tournaments, we've seen him kind of, you know, like whenever you play Tyler at the U.S. Open, right? And it's mm -hmm. it's apples it's apples to oranges. Yeah. No, of course, of course. But like, if if you want to play, if you want to play, um, um, if you want to play rotation now, when you're in that category, it's like now you got to go play the Changs and the Dennis's. Well, Dennis ain't gonna be around, but Shane and Shane will never play him. You know, so it's like the options are are limited there. Um, you know. The one thing I like about Federer is he's pretty much he's like reminds me of like Bad Boys too, where they're like, "Listen, we're down for whatever. It, it, it don't matter." I really I think once he beats Tony, because he will be Tony, um, I think it's just going to be Alex, and then it's going to be like, "Yeah, Sayonara." Go, you just go. quoted the classic movie Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two, yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure, man. It's, yeah, yeah, instant classic. Um, hey, one of our one of our. Uh... Patreon supporters Jennifer Abbott says, "I want to see FSR off the matchroom stage and see what he's like playing for the cash." We well, asked I have him to about tell that. you, Did we join? huh? We asked him. Yeah, not only that, we asked him, but uh, when he walked by the table in Vegas, the uh, little bar box that we had set up by the dog in a booth, I pointed to the table and I said, "You don't want any of this," and he was like, "Ah," and he walked away. So. He didn't want any of that. Ah, so he's heard about Joey Ryan's eight ball game on the bar <laughs> table then. You know? 
<laughs> no, actually, I did it with David. I said, you don't, you can't handle me on this table. And he just laughed and walked away. But those funny. are like, those are two of the classiest dudes like in They pool. are. Like in <laughs> Stop pool. it, Melina. Get <laughs> that ticker in, off. In pool, in general. I like those guys, man. I do. You know, they, they were really there. No, you could have put good. something productive on there. Like you could have been thanking our sponsors. You could have had on the ticker, you know, subscribe to our Patreon, any of those things. But instead, well, you're going to I never want to miss an opportunity for a good joke. Oh, I didn't realize that it didn't take up the ticker. Okay, let me take that off. All right. If there's a good <laughs> option for a joke, I'm always going to take that first. And I've heard Joey's Super Billiards Expo story in for many, many lifetimes. And then some. My kids, kids can now hear, you know. If they go on YouTube way back then. I think of a better story then. Oh, it's wonderful, man. It really is. Um, <laughs> let's talk Midwest Open. Let's do it, buddy. I mean, the story of the Midwest Open has to be Billy Thorpe, right? Uh, wins the banks. Wins the one pocket. Uh, I think he went pretty deep in what? Was it the 10 ball? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one of the, one of the rotations. I know Roberto won the 10 ball. Yeah, yeah Roberto wins the 10 ball. Uh, Shane Wolford wins the nine ball, right? That's a pretty that's a pretty big win for Shane Wolford, I think. Winning a bar table nine ball event is a pretty big well, win for Wolford. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there're a lot of good players in that event. He needs he needs to start getting wins like that. Right? We saw last year. I I would say that last year for Shane and Shane would probably tell you if he's on the show right now was probably a disappointment. <laughs> last year was set up for him to really uh, solidify himself as a Moscone Cup player. And we saw it time and time again where he'd have, you know, he'd have a good win here or there. He started the year pretty strong, uh, but then he just didn't perform quite the way he would, would have wanted to in some of those ranking events and ultimately didn't make the team. So uh, I'm glad to see this. I'm glad to see he's starting off this year strong. And I wish him the best. I think he's definitely going to be on the American pool scene for a long time, and uh, great player. Well, he's young, so of course he's you know he's got a bright and long future ahead of him. I, I don't know what winning a bar table event's going to do for you know what all Americans are are going towards, and that's Moscone Cup aspirations. You know, the last the last Open event that. Winning, look, it, Mike. I've told you this before. I know you've never experienced it, but winning a tournament is hard. I don't care if it's bar table. I don't care if it's nine ball. Winning, <laughs> winning a <laughs> stop putting that ticker up. Winning a tournament is hard. I don't care if it's the Friday night chip tournament Bre and breaking news Jans and Phoenix breaking, breaking news or a race to three. You know, on a Tuesday night, winning a tournament is hard. And so when you win a tournament, it builds that confidence. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's what it's 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 solid. It is. But again, it's what are you what are you scaling that at? Right? Like the last thing that we saw him win, and I'm trying to think, was probably like the Music City Open or something. Something like that, I think. Yeah. Early another, last year. Another bar table event where he played Hennessy in the finals, if I remember right. Um you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's a great win. You know, it is. It's solid. Um, hopefully, it can get his confidence up. But listen, we're, we wouldn't – we just don't rate guys like that, I feel like, man. 
You know, I don't anyway. I don't rate American players. I don't rate top pros based off of their bar table game. It's a great game. I'd love to see a lot of gambling with it. I'd love to see bar table eight ball. But, like, you know, you're saying he's going to, you know, have a breakout year after this. This is going to springboard him. I don't know. Let him let him go play 80 monsters, you know, in Europe and see. That's what I'm saying. Look at these comments. Look at these comments here about me and the expo. What is, <laughs> what is it? it? What do they say? Oh gosh, Jennifer! <laughs> <Allen>. <laughs> oh gosh, I love it. I like it, man. I like the sense of humor of those who are tuning in. All right, you so know, okay. listen, I'm I'm going to give you an example. This is what I think is a is a much better win because you talk about the quality of the field and the field of the Midwest Open. The reality is, last year was a lot better. I mean, night and day difference. You know, even you know, for all the success these guys are having. You know, in the one pocket and all these things, there's no Tony, no, you know, no Alex, right? I, I, I know, I know Fetter's there, but um, it's not as many guys to go and fade. But um, I'll put it like this. That kid Lucas out of the East Coast, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name, right? Wins this event in, um, I think, the Connecticut Open or something, right? Playing against the two young Spaniards who are coming, Jonas and... and um, Delgado, you know, yeah, yeah. and then I think he ends up, and I could be wrong, but I want to say that was, Delgado. yeah, I want to say that was big take, and I want to, and I would, I would put that was, you know, a, a tough field, you know, and I like that he's playing big table. I that kid is someone that you're going to be hearing about quite a bit. I feel like Lucas you know? Fracasso Werner. Yeah, say that five times, man. Lucas you know. Fracasso Werner. But one thing I will say about this, I, he, it really surprised me because I had yeah, heard John says a lot about Moritz too, because Moritz was there, monster player from Germany, young kid, yeah, great kid. True. You know, yeah. But with Lucas, I, I've heard a lot about him and, you know, the, the reputation that, especially folks in the Northeast, uh, oh, this is the bar box tournament. Well, never mind. That was my whole argument, John. <laughs> <laughs> but with Lucas, the thing that really surprised Whoops. me is he matched up with yeah. Nick in uh, Derby City and lost, didn't he? Didn't he lose two sets? Yeah. He did, yeah. Plain so, 10 ball. I mean, he's got Plain some people ten ball, Hold on, wait a minute. Plain 10 ball. Plain yeah. 10 ball. Yeah. You know? So, again, Woodrack 10 ball, you know, Tyler might be at the top of that list, you know? It, it all those things that take change the top of that list in the United States, buddy. Let's not get carried away. Nope, ain't nobody gonna play Shane from the U.S. Nobody Doesn't matter if they'll play him or not. He's yeah. at the top of the list. Well, yeah, but you don't even think about him because he's not gonna play anybody. All right, I yeah. got a question for you. Okay, Roberto Gomez sure. wins the ten ball. How underrated is his rotation game? We hear about him in one pocket all the time, but he is just in general. He just keeps going deep. He keeps winning events, rotation events. I mean, I think he's if he's a lot better than people think he is. No, I think he's. I think people give him a lot more respect in the last you know year than they have before. You know, in all aspects of his game, I think he's probably one of the best all around players on earth. To be honest with you, you know. Any game, I mean, like rotation in one pocket, you know, he's like he's gonna be up there. Um, even even his banking is great. So um, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's. <laughs> I love John Francisco. He's blowing up like everything. Everything you just said about Lucas in that tournament, he's just coming in with all the fire, talking about how his eight ball on the winner's side, nine ball on the loser's side, Magic Rack Valley Bar Boxes. 
Look, my whole argument went out the door when he said it's a bar. I think you said back. it was nine foot, four inch diamond pockets, right? Never, never, <laughs> never, never, never. Now you just, <laughs> you just put words in my mouth. Uh, no, I just listen. I, I, I can't give a ton of credit. Like this is the, this is the confidence he's gonna need to, you know, blow up this year. I, I don't know, Joe. I got to see more out of it. You know, I want to. I, I'd rather see more consistency playing, you know, ranking events or playing in majors than you know, a, a bar box event. I just would, man. Uh, he's know? the next, he's the next American to break on the scene. A, a lot of people, you and me included thought he was making that team this time last year. Yeah. Right. Even when I saw him at the expo, I thought that kid's but making you can't the team. Put, you can't take another American that you see right now and rank him above Shane Wolford. I know we're kind of bouncing around a little. We we're just talking about Roberto. Okay. Hold but on you, a second. Because you, you know, you, you're giving a lot of credit to gambling and 10 ball and all these things. So you wouldn't put Chris Reinhold ahead of Shane Wolford, even though he beat okay. him. Twice okay. Okay. Yeah. But I look at Chris as already being there. I'm talking about that next wave of guys that are going to make a run towards Moscone. I don't put anybody really above Shane. I think Shane's the next one. Uh, obviously Chris can get back on the team. I think Chris, Chris has a really good shot to get back on the team. Chris is playing pretty well. I think he could do it. You know, what but is, I, I kind of look at I him as somebody, what has he played? What 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 has he gone deep in lately? He just won a tournament. Like literally this weekend. Did he? It was like the Saturday night weekly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I just saw is, 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 is that Stand what by. I'm doing research. Hold on. We're just oh. listen. It's a Sunday night. Y'all gotta have, be a little patient with this with our uh, our stats, <laughs> our facts here. We're just. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know if he won it. Maybe he lost it. He played. He's yeah. like playing a fun tournament today at Danny K's. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Same thing. Yeah. It's it's like yeah. it's like winning the no, U.S. Open. Like his point was slowly getting back that competitive drive is what he says, and I, I really think. Chris has been more focused on like the bottom line, making more sense to a lot of these well, things. Hey, and I feel Chris, like that's fair. Chris, Chris also like, he hasn't booked a loser since he played Danny Olsen. Exactly. Either. You know, Chris has been making a lot of money uh, playing Shane Wolford as an example. Okay, so would you, you think Chris would want to play Tyler again? Cause I think that might be an interesting matchup. I'd love to see that. And, and you know what? That would be a really good matchup. Chris's 10-ball Chris, break ain't, ain't the same today as it was no, years ago. not even close. Chris's 10-ball break is beast lately. So that would be a really interesting match. And in fact, you when we were talking beast about- beast is like trying to be that cool dad. Yeah. Well, I'm 50. Give me a break. <laughs> but when we were talking about Tyler earlier and potential matchups for him, I, I think that's a great matchup. I'd love to see that. And oh. that's a matchup that could happen. Look, there's another – Jerry says uh, Justin Martin. I think Justin – Justin may be on the rise – not maybe, he is on the rise too. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. he's, he's on that radar as well. There's a, there's a few guys, a few guys, you know. Yeah. But I just – listen, it's a solid win. I'm not trying to – I'm not trying to like knock it. It's great for what it is, but I just don't want to like, you know, put too much on it because it's like it's a bar table event, man, you know. Yeah. Is that is – that, is playing in that. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of uh, who was the coach of the Cardinals, Dennis Green or something. He's like, the Bears, if you want to crown their asses, we'll crown them. You want to crown them? <laughs> he like, just won a bar table event, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's slamming all the things. I'm about practice here. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I would love to see these guys take more, you know, like, it, it would lead to more optimism for the American, like, pole scene in general, right? Yeah. Like, I take more out of what Billy's doing than I would that, you know, what... what oh, what yeah, 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 yeah. No. You know? Well, Billy, Billy, in two weeks, has basically solidified himself uh, as the third... Uh, player to be selected on the Moscone Cup. Now, obviously, that could change throughout the year, but I think what he's also done is given a lot of Americans hope that he'll be back. Are, am I boring you? You, you yawn in there? I think you yawned, and then it got me to yawn. I didn't yawn, but he solidified uh, hope with a lot of Americans that he'll be back on that team. And I think a lot of Americans believe, like I do, that we need Billy Thorpe on that team to win the Moscone. Okay, so who do you like making the team, Billy or? Wolford at this point in the year, yeah. Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Could be both. Could be both. So you got Shane sky, Billy. Who's your a better question. Who's the last two. It's rough. It's rough. When are they going to announce captains? I think Jeremy's still in his contract. They know, but there's, there's a vacancy on the other side, which. Yeah. Because if you, know, you remember, well, it's Emma. Emily's the European captain. She just has she just has someone underneath. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Great. There goes another guest. Won't be back on. I'm kidding. She's doing podcasts now too. Of course, she's yeah. not coming back on. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Um. No, I don't know, man. It's easy when the, yeah you do podcasts when those questions are served up. You know, we we're bringing the heat, son. Um, Live. Yeah. Keep you on your toes. Well, I mean, listen, you got. Obviously, well, hold on. Guy. about Shane's the Jeremy guy. thing, about the Jeremy thing. So la- if you remember when we were at the CSI Expo last year, Jeremy Jones was there at the QTech booth and we cut in one day to bring him in and interview him at the Expo because it was announced that he would be returning as U.S. captain. Right. I haven't heard an announcement about that this year yet. And we're what, three weeks, four weeks past. The CSI Expo. No, I'm pretty sure he's still the, the American captain. So we haven't heard anything that they're discussing not having him as a captain. So while we know there is an open spot for the Europeans, so yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any kind of issue there whatsoever. I think Jeremy's going to be back, but I feel like this is, like this may be it. You know, like yeah. he's got to, he's got to, he's he's got to win one. You know. All right, give me, give me. Uh... Give me four guys for the final two spots. Four guys that are going to be in contention. Well, who's the three? Who's the three though? The three automatics. Let's say let's say it stays the way it is right now. That it's Shane, Sky, and Billy. Give me four for two. Okay, so Shane, Sky, and Billy. Okay, so you're going to have um, Oscar, Tyler, Wolford, Justin, Martin, Lucas. Uh, this is more than four. Yeah. Yeah. You put all them above Chris Reinhold. Um wow. I think my I, four right I, there. Oscar, I would Oscar I would Wolf put, or Chris and Tyler. I would put um I would put Chris above Wolford is what I would do. So I would say Chris and in order, Chris, Tyler, Oscar. And then Wolford. Hmm. Yeah, I guess Martin? so. Yeah. Justin Martin? 
Yeah, no, I I, I would still put Wolford again uh, above him. Like I would put Wolford up ahead of Martin and Lucas, but I feel like Lucas could show you some things, and I think that if he plays more in big majors, that that kid's got the potential to you know really make a wave, you know, um, you know. But we'll see. Right, you gotta right, go out I'm there starting my own campaign for a player that I really want to see on the Moscone Cup, player that I feel like never has really is gotten this, the consideration that he deserves. Is this where you leave off Nick again for another another uh pick? No, I I mean I'm I'm gonna say Josh Roberts. I really want to see Josh Roberts on the team. And I think he's gotta get out and play in some of the events. Well he played him I, in Boston. Yeah. yeah, but I think Josh can do it. I think Josh would be a really good teammate for Team USA. He's very well respected. I think he will hold his own in terms of his play. I like his demeanor. Super intelligent pool player. You you can tell that as soon as you hear him commentate. I'm right now today. I'm starting my campaign to get Josh Roberts into the Moscone Cup. Who's with me? Mm. Absolutely nobody. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. <laughs> I don't think anybody can argue with like 95% of the things that you say, but whether or not Josh can handle that heat, I don't know. You know, that remains to be seen. Um, so the Moscone cup is just a different animal and everybody will tell you. And that's why like Jason for not having a, you know, a, as great of a year on a major standpoint, right. Well, I mean, he won the international, but like prior to the Moscone cup, he still makes a team because of everything that he can do come December. Right. So um, we're, USA needs something to happen, though. I mean, they cannot come out flat. They cannot have Earl. Um, I think Billy is something that Matchroom welcomes because they know the excitement. As long as he's not, you know, eighteen Bud Lights in, you know, like he was on the on the sidelines this last year, um, you know. But um, yeah, something's got to be different because you can't go with the same with the same group of guys against an even tougher European team. Yeah, you know, I I just want to. I want to throw out a caveat here because I see people making comments and we talked at length about Justin Bergman earlier. Uh, if Justin's playing, if Justin wants to play, if Justin wants, he's in my top five thousand percent, right? It's no question, but he's, it doesn't seem like he's really interested. So that's why he can't be. Uh, also, I see Corey Duell mentioned there. No, uh, yeah, I no, think, no, I no. think we're a little past the Corey Duell phase of competing in the Moscone cup. Just my opinion. Well, uh, a lot of these guys, whenever they're, they still feel like they can get there, maybe, and they come up with reasons why they're not being considered, you know. And and if you're playing majors and you're doing well, you're going to be back on the radar, you know. Hell, we hadn't seen Billy on a Moscone Cup radar since when? Since last week, and that was it, you know. Because prior to that, we ain't seen him in a few years, you know. Really be in talks, and but like Billy gets people excited. People love rooting for Billy. You know, yeah. people want to see him do well. People want to see him succeed. They like his style of play. You know, there's a lot the, of things. The that passion and the energy that he brings yes, to the event. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Sure. You know, so. You know, it's, it, it's um, when, when your team is competing and your team is down and you get a win. Mike, you saw it when we were there this year. The United States was down, you know, even late in the event. But then they win a game, and that crowd just went crazy and would lift folks up. 
This is Liz. <laughs> and the crowd goes crazy and lifts people up. And a, a guy like Billy Thorpe there, pocketing a nine ball or before pocketing a nine ball, getting people all riled up. I mean, that just that energy is just infectious and it can lead your team to to great lengths. So yeah, you I know, mean what, what we learned is that if guys can compete, then it takes the pressure off the big boys. And if the pressure can be off of Shane and Sky, then that's when the USA really has a chance. Because yeah. if they become an afterthought, then it lets them play more free, you know? And then when they're free, they're dangerous. But like if they're if everyone's depending on them and they need that point from them every single time, you know, it, it can it can put a lot of stress on those guys. You know, I think and, and they'll and they'll tell you as much. Yeah, big thanks to uh, John Francisco and Vic Albertson updating us. Tyler Steyer takes down Edgy Geronimo, 75-63. So at the end of the day, Mike, 12-game difference to 25. That's pretty significant. Well, on the day, it was 17-game difference because you go in there with the five-game deficit. So 17 plus 17 winner on the day. Um, yeah, I mean, this is – I People mean, Tyler's wanna... young. He's spry. Like, how old's Edgy? He's got to be. Edgy's got to be a hair younger than close you. To, yeah, close to fifty, I would say. So maybe he got a little worn down there at the end. But uh, what a what an effort on the last day by Tyler Steyer. All right. So who's next for Tyler? Did you give me a name, by the way? Yeah, I did. Justin Bergman. Um, but that don't count. Someone that's like no, Chris. Cool. I I think the Chris Reinhold matchup is really intriguing. I'd love to see it. I don't know if it'll 10 ball wood rack. Let's go. Chris, Chris is when he worked on his 10 ball break and he improved it, he wanted to play everybody, everybody 10 ball wood rack. That was his thing. I, yeah. I've but wouldn't you want Tyler to like play up? Not, I mean, Chris, well, no, Tyler's I mean, beat, Tyler's beaten Chris already, you know? So like, if you're Tyler, wouldn't you want to play, you know, the next guy up, you know, the next the next tier there rung up the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I really like that matchup. Two young American players. Uh, Tyler beat Chris before and beat him handily, but everybody heard from that match. I didn't watch the match, but I heard all about it, that it really came down to Tyler's just devastating break, you know? And, and we saw that when Chris played Danny, Right. Danny would break and put packages together. Chris would win a game, make a great out. He'd break, break dry, you know, or break yeah, and scratch. And, and so thing, he's worked on that facet of his game now, and I'd like to see that matchup with him and Tyler again. That's my make first. Make it happen, Red. Make it happen. I think we could. We'll, we'll stream it on Windows Open. Let's do it. We got to go, y'all. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for tuning Later. in, guys. Hey, if you guys will... Did you cut me off again, Mike? I don't think I hit end stream. I think we're still live. Okay. If you guys would uh, do us a favor, if you're interested, check out.